0: Who Wrote This, where the telephone game meets the zaniest plot summaries. I'm John Sansoni, joining me as always is Jackson McKee. Hello. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, let me quickly explain how this works. Each week, one of us will watch a movie, while the other reads only online summaries from Wikipedia or otherwise. Afterwards, the one who only read about the movie has to describe to the other exactly what
1: happened, and panic is sure to ensue. Due to the nature of this podcast, spoilers are bound to happen, so a spoiler warning is in effect. You have been warned. This
0: week, I read and Jackson watched Fantastic Four from 2005.
1: Starring Ian Griffith as Reed Richards slash Mr. Fantastic, Jessica Alba as Sue Storm slash The Invisible Woman, Chris Evans, pre-Captain America, as Johnny Storm slash Human Torch, Michael Chiklis as Ben Grimm or The Thing, and Julian McMahon as Dr. Victor Von Doom. Based on the Marvel comics of the same name, the film follows five astronauts who are struck with cosmic radiation while on a mission and are granted superpowers because of it. Four of them decide to use those powers for the benefit of others, while the fifth decided to go solo and use his powers for his own benefit. The film earned $333.5 million internationally against a budget of estimated between 87 and a to $100 million. The film earned a 28% critic score and a 45% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, as well as a 40 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a B on CinemaScore. So this
0: movie, from what I understand, has been critically panned, because if there's one thing that early Marvel, pre the notion of an MCU, struggled with, it was the idea of a unified universe and truth to the comics. Yeah, to some extent, yes. So with this... We see a lot of these names who are who are surprisingly big names. Again, we see Jessica Alba's, Ian Grufford, Chris, Evan, Chris Evans, who was pre-Captain America, like you mentioned before. So this is before we really saw the kind of I- idyllic superhero actor that we saw much later throughout the rest of the 2010s.
1: Yeah, and also before he did stuff like Knives Out and The Gray Man and stuff like that. He was young in this. He was. This was early. So
0: the premise of the fantastic four has always been something of a hot point because no matter how many times they try to make a fantastic four movie it almost never seems to work this was their first real big attempt you know there were some b movies and and some some inklings of ideas that ultimately never went anywhere but this was really the the it's as the second live action one to be filmed but the first one to be critically released and do you know about that I all all again. I tried to do as little research as
1: possible. All I know is that it was a B movie and that it never came out. Yeah. So I was talking to our podcasting teacher about this. In 1984, I don't remember what company it was, but held the rights to the Fantastic Four to make a movie, and they had like a certain amount of time to make this movie before before the rights were reverted back to Fox or made available for purchase. And so they just hired this director like a year before it was supposed to come out. And he, they were like, we'll give you $3 million if you can make this movie, to make this movie. And the guy essentially said, I'll do it for two. I'll do it for one. Not two, excuse me. Do it for one, pocket the other two, and just make, like, this B movie. It, this was made solely out of necessity to keep the rights, and then it never went anywhere. So this movie kind of represents a a new
0: birth, a rebirth of the series before its second rebirth after this one bombed hard so let's get into the plot summary so from what I can tell and of course all I can see is the Wikipedia plot is this is publicly available this is cold from people who have actually seen this movie so I'm going to be struggling a bit here so Dr. Reed Richards a bankrupt physicist first of all bankrupt yeah
1: he is dirt broke it the movie opens with him going to Victor Von Doom to be like give me money and It opens with him and Ben Grimm pre the thing looking at a statue of Victor being built and he immediately comments, not Reed, but Ben Grimm immediately comments is like typical of him to build a statue of himself in front of his own building. Huh? And this, and so uh,
0: Dr. Richards is convinced that evolution was triggered on earth by clouds of cosmic energy in space and has calculated that one of these clouds is soon going to pass near Earth. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is like, that is some of the most zany science fiction I think I've heard.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it gets even funnier, too, because you know how in, like, early 2000s, sometimes now, they ha- always had, like, those future-esque presentations where it would take up the entire room, mm-hmm. like a projector? Yeah. They had that, and oh. it was just, like, a solar system and then Earth and then just, like, this red cloud that someone had put in there. Oh,
0: boy. So, Reed convinces together with his friend, astronaut Ben Grimm, who we know becomes a thing, convinces Dr. Victor Von Doom, CEO of Von Doom Industries, to allow him access to his space station to test this cloud. First of all, Von Doom is not a ruler, some zany magician yet. He's a megalomaniacal CEO. Yes.
1: Yes, he has... He has no – there's, like, an offhanded reference from his board of directors that is, like, maybe you could go back to Latveria at some point, which in the comics is right, where his he hometown. rules. Yeah, so it's, his, it's his kingdom. And he takes it as an insult and almost just kind of brushes this guy off.
0: Wow. I mean, that is – and already we're seeing – I've not even finished one paragraph of this, like, six or seven paragraph long plot. And we've already seen them fly in the face of
1: everything the Fantastic Four was built on. Oh, yeah, no. And I don't know if it, it's going to get to this or not, but when you first meet Victor Von Doom, he's sitting in black, and his assistant is just, like, watching this all happen. And then he originally says, like, sure, I'll do it. And then Susan Storm walks in and is like—and Von Doom goes, this is the woman leading the project. You know her, Reed. You used to have a rom- romance with
0: her. Wow. So that actually brings me to the next point. Von Doom agrees to finance this space station test run with the conditions that he has full control over the experiment and a majority of the profit from whatever it brings in. And he brings on the chief genetics researcher, Susan Storm, and her
1: brother, Johnny Storm, a young astronaut, to force them to go along with it. Johnny Storm's introduction is hysterical. It's like the classic bad boy introduction. Oh, man. It cuts to Ben Grimm. First, it's Ben Grimm who's like, I don't want to work with this guy whatsoever. No way. Cuts to him on a motorcycle kissing a woman in a car with heavy rock music in the background. And all the while, Ben and Reed are just watching him with binoculars and are like, why am like? Why do we have to fly with him? First of all, like... I can totally see
0: Chris Evans' face while this is happening. Like, I have a mental image of him with this kind of like smug, holier than thou look on his face. Like, I think, I, th- and honestly, I think it's just a, a, you know, me looking back on it and having seen like things like Knives Out where he plays the smug, the smug a hole really well. So I can totally see it. But also, like, in the in the comics, they're all friends. They all know each other, right? Yeah, to some extent. They all know each other already. So th- this instead just plays out as, like, this, like, very strange – it's like walking back into your high school reunion and you recognize no one.
1: Oh, no. They all knew I- – I was wrong about that. They all do know each other. So Ben and Reed know Susan – because they all apparently went to college together. Oh, same with Von Doom. They all went to like MIT or something. God, Von Doom went to MIT. They're all like geniuses. Anyway, and then Reed has not met Johnny. However, Ben has. Ben was his commanding officer at NASA. Oh, before and I quote: "This is a line in the movie. He snuck two Victoria Victoria's Secret wannabes into a flight simulator and crashed it into a wall." What? That was a line in the movie. Was he snuck two Victoria's Secret wannabes into a flight simulator? Oh my! God. And then was promptly kicked out of NASA.
0: Oh, but then, Mr. Megalomaniacal Von Doom here decides that oh this is the this is the best this is the best combination. We can have these people who already have a, a lot of.
1: I'm gonna assume this is a pretty tense reunion. This isn't like oh a, yeah, no. Oh
0: great to see you again.
1: Yeah, no. She Susan hands Reed her business card and is like, here's my phone number if you need to reach me. He goes, I memorized the number, I still remember it. She goes, I changed the number. Ooh. And then hands him the business card and then walks out the elevator. Oh boy. So the quintet,
0: because Von Doom is going with them, yes. uh, travels to space to observe the cosmic energy clouds. But Reed has miscalculated, and the clouds materialize
1: well ahead of schedule. Oh yeah. And at this point, Ben is like floating out in space, messing around with plants to like test the like as like test subjects, he's putting them down to see what happens. Oh boy. With this radiation. And so Ben is still out there. The four of them are in there still. So uh Reed, Susan, and Johnny leave the
0: station to rescue Ben, who's gone to place the samples, like you said. Victor
1: closes the shield behind them. Yes, he does. He says, screw you guys. If I'm going to save myself, I can't. So this means that
0: Ben receives a full exposure to this cloud. The rest of them receive a limited dose because they they weren't out there nearly as long. But Ben is fully it's like it's like
1: the river sticks with achilles like
0: like you know you're dipping this is like throwing him in
1: yeah and and there is a really cool scene when they get blasted with cosmic creation like this was a cool scene they're getting blasted and it's coming in waves and each wave you're seeing their powers form so like you're blast johnny gets blasted and he's like got this design of fire flowing behind him oh and like susan's susan is disappearing between visible and invisible and then Reed is just, like, his body is stretching in a way that it should not stretch with every hit of that wave. Right. And then, what, Ben is just kind of— Ben, you don't see at all. Oh, it's you don't— just, like, assumed he died. Oh. At that point. So— Like, the viewer doesn't—obviously, the viewer knows he he lives, but at that point, the viewer is led to believe he died. Oh, so you, so they don't know what happened to him yet.
0: No. So when does, when does the reveal come in that, like, Ben is now the thing? Oh, not till much later on, which I think is your next paragraph. <laughs> right. So they return home but soon begin to develop strange powers. Reed is able to stretch like rubber. Susan become, can become invisible and create force fields, especially when angered. Johnny can engulf himself in fire, is able to fly. And Ben is transformed into a large rock-based creature with
1: superhuman strength and durability. That scene was funny because Ben – so Ben is trying to set up Reed and Susan at this point, sits the two of them down at dinner with him there. He, like, fakes finds stomach injury, like his stomach is upset he ate something bad, goes to his room, leaves the two of them there, and Susan turns invisible. And she looks at Reed and is like, look at me, Reed. And he literally goes, I cannot do that. I physically cannot do that. Look at your hand. She sees she's invisible, knocks over a bottle of wine off the table. Reed, like, extends his hand out and catches this bottle of wine across the table. Because his arm His extended. stretchy long arm. And Ben just, like, starts having nightmares. <laughs> and then just, like. It shows his heart rate, like, beating a lot and, like, his body changing. Like, the bed breaks and all this, but you'd never see him physically. Then he just runs out the door. Out the wall, actually. Oh. (laughs) Meanwhile, Johnny has has been flirting with this nurse that's been taking care of him and is like, meet me at the top of these mountains because these are really nice skiing mountains. After she takes his temperature and he clocks out at, like, 200 degrees Kelvin – Oh, Kelvin, that's not that's not even cel- – that's, like, super hot. Yeah, and she's like, okay, you're really hot. He takes that as a compliment. It's like, oh, you're, you're pretty cute too. Meet me at the top of the slopes. She meets him at the top. They both jump out of a helicopter. Johnny lights himself on fire because of how excited he gets. Oh. Not, like, down there, but, like, he's just having a good time. Oh. Skiing, okay. snowboarding at that mm-hmm. point. sent flying forward off of his skis flies for a moment after his body is fully engulfed in flames lands in the snow has like a pool of water around him he's like sitting in a hot tub at this point with snow the nurse catches up to him and he looks at her and goes care to join me and then the next shot you see is her just taking her jacket off oh my god and then they come and then johnny comes back and they all freak out about ben because he's not there
0: so, uh, while our, fanta- our now Fantastic Four are, you know, learning their new powers, Victor, meanwhile, faces a backlash from his stockholders due to the publicity of a failed mission. Everyone else is like, oh, these, they're freaking out because of these superpowers. And Victor's just having a PR crisis.
1: Yes. Huh. His board of directors is like, fix this or we will kick you out of your own company.
0: So, Ben returns home to see his fiance Debbie, but she can't handle his new appearance and flees in fear.
1: Yes, he shows up in a trench coat and a uh, like a like the Ninja Turtles. Like oh, in the eighties. Yeah, like with yeah, the ninja yeah. turtles. With, with like woodwear. a bowler hat. Yeah. Or a fedora, I suppose. Yeah. Fedora and like a trench coat. And pulls up, calls her phone number. I don't know how he did this. His fingers are so big. He manages to call his house phone. Calls her and she's like, he's like, come outside, come see me. And she's like, okay. She walks outside, immediately starts screaming out of fear, <laughs> runs away from him. And then the guy, these guys that are like watching this are like, we're going to call the cops on you because you scared this lady. Huh.
0: See, see I,
1: I don't suppose people are And then tolerant. he runs away to a bridge. He just runs yeah. to a bridge. Yeah, so he
0: goes to brood on the Brooklyn Bridge and accidentally causes a traffic pileup while stopping a man from committing suicide.
1: Yes, the guy goes to commit suicide. Well, actually, first, he gets crapped on by some birds. Like, literally, like, a pigeon lands on Ben. He's like, you guys aren't afraid of me. Bird poops on him and then flies away. Oh, man. And then this guy comes to jump, and he's like, hey, bud, look at me. It could be a lot worse. The guy is freaking out and runs away from him. It's on the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Ben cat like he falls. Guy Ben catches him, falls to the ground catching this guy. The guy runs away screaming and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's the thi- it's like this awful thing. We're gonna we're gonna die. And everyone's freaking out. And at this point Reed, Sue and Johnny have no idea where Ben is at this point. Like they're just like guessing where he is. Hmm.
0: So, the four use their various powers to contain the damage and prevent anyone from being hurt. And while the public cheer them for the efforts, Ben sees his fiance
1: leave her engagement ring on the ground and run. Yeah. So, that so, is exactly what happens. Wow. So She just dips. She says, she looks him dead in the eye. They look each other dead in the eye. He dro- She drops the thing and then ro- walks away, and he's, like, crying, chasing after her. Meanwhile, the other three are trying to, like, manage publicity. So
0: Reed hands a heartbroken Ben the ring and vows to find a way to turn him back to normal. Yes, says, I will turn you back to normal no matter what. The media dubs them the Fantastic Four for their efforts. Well, there's a the name. Victor watches the news story and is told his company is lost now. Yeah, they, they kick him out. <laughs> huh, they say you're not here anymore. The four move into Reed's lab in the Baxter Building. There's the first name. Yep, to study their abilities. So, Victor is out of is ousted at this point, and so when he comes into the Baxter Building to study their abilities, which I'm assuming is where you know, if I had to put money on it, we're gonna see some sort of training montage.
1: At this to point. To some extent. It's not really a training montage. It's like a montage of them figuring out what happens, like what their powers are. Reed never tests himself. He tests literally everybody else. Like, he tests Sue, and he's got like this magnifying glass, and it's like, okay, your emotions trigger your change into a visibility. And he's she's like, okay, if you could learn to control... And then he says, if you could learn to control those...
0: Oh, no. You could be oh better at this. Oh,
1: <laughs> no. If you could learn to control your emotions she turns invisible and then knocks him over with her like force field thing. Yeah, shocker. So they test Johnny by putting him in a metal box and seeing how hot he can go. He reaches the heat of like a supernova. Oh. How melts... does he not like melt the He rope? melts the box and then redouses him with fire extinguisher. He's like I could have done hotter than that. Yeah, of course he can. And then meanwhile Ben they're just like hitting him with a hammer and testing how his reflexes work. No, like, like at the, like, at the, yeah, like at the doctor with the, with the little, with the little. They did the little hammer. hammer originally, and they were. Like, he was like, I don't feel a thing. Reed whips out a hammer and goes boom. He kicks a chair across the room.
0: Oh. And so, I'm assuming Reed. I'm assuming an in, in-universe explanation for Reed not testing himself is oh, he's already smart enough. He probably knows what's what he can do. I think that was the explanation. Ah, uh, probably. See, that makes sense. So. Victor offers his support in the efforts, but blames Reed for the mission's failure. The lights flickering as he grows enraged. That's foreshadowing. I'm Yes, I'm and assuming. at this
1: point, Victor has, like... No, it's shortly after this. Victor walks into an elevator, punches a wall to reveal, like, his body is becoming metal. Whoa. Okay.
0: Uh, okay. So... Reed tells the group he'll construct a machine to recreate the storm and reverse its effects on their bodies, but warns it could possibly accelerate them instead. However, Johnny refuses to give up his powers and uses them to help him win extreme sports, thus exposing Reed, Susan, and Ben's abilities to the public, which leads to a small fight between him
1: and Ben. Yes. Yeah, he goes to the X Games. Oh, my God. (laughs) Revs up a motorcycle. The guy essentially taunts him into it, too, and is like, Johnny, that's all boring. He does like a flip on his motorcycle. Oh, great. He's like, this is boring. Show us something new. Johnny lights himself on fire, revealing like the Fantastic Four costume, which was kind of cool. But oh, boy. flying away <laughs> in fire. And then they're like, he win. And then the rest of them show up. And he's like, Johnny's like, where's my car? Ben just throws this hurdle curled up like this ball of metal. Oh, he crushed the car. He crushed the car and threw it after. Oh.
0: So like a shot put or just like did he did throw like a he baseball, just, like a baseball.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. It lands right in front of him. And then the rest of them are like, "Don't fight, don't fight." Which and I'm I, assuming doesn't work. At this point, Johnny hasn't learned how to fly. So Ben just smacks him into a billboard and says, "You want to fly then fly." Oh. Okay. And then they like split off. They like break up cuz Ben's mad at him. Johnny is Pursuing fame and Reed and Sue are trying to like stop this, right? So, uh,
0: meanwhile, Victor continues to mutate his arm, turning into an organic metal
1: and allowing him to produce bolts of electricity. Yeah, that gets weird. He, the dot, he has like this assistant who I guess has a medical degree to some extent, whips out these x rays and is like, This will continue to progress until your entire body is made out of this stuff. Would he be – in I'm assuming you wouldn't be alive once to that To some happens. extent. And so Victor chokes the guy, <laughs> drops him on the floor, then immediately goes to the head of, like, his board. Right. It's just, like, flickering the lights and everything. And the board is – the guy's like, sorry about this. Maybe you can move back to that area or whatever. Victor just goes, okay, shoots a hole through him with oh. electricity, drops this guy and goes, no hard feelings, and then walks away. And there's your
0: villain origin. So, uh, he begins plotting to use his new powers to take his revenge. Because, duh, now now that's a classic villain thing. Victor drives a wedge between Ben and Reed, resulting in Ben walking
1: out in a rage. Yeah. Yeah, Ben gets mad because he shows up at this bar where he... Victor shows up at this bar that Ben's at. Where, by the way, Ben has met this blind woman who is like, I will love you because... You feel nice to me. You feel nice. It's honestly really demeaning that the ugliest member, like, arguably the least, like, pleasing to the eye member is only loved by this blind woman. (laughs) Who's hanging out in a biker bar, by the way. A biker huh? Yeah. That's, but anyway. And then the guy, and then Victor shows up and is like, Reed is spending time with Sue instead of fixing you. And Ben's like, they, he storms in the lab, goes, yeah, he is, and then walks away. Huh.
0: So Susan also scolds Johnny on how he's using his powers just to gain popularity, which we already saw. Yep. So this motivates Reed to attempt to machine on himself, but he can't generate the power needed to push the storm to critical mass. Yes, he turns himself into what is essentially
1: like melted rubber.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So Victor hears Reed tell Susan this and has been brought to the lab.
1: Yeah, he sends his assistant and is like, Bring Ben Grib to the Baxter building. Huh. You can just do that? Yeah. You can just bring the thing. It's essentially like a l- apartment building. Oh. Huh.
0: You'd think it'd be more like upscale right? than that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So Ben is placed in the machine and Doom uses his abilities to put to produce the electricity needed to power it. Yeah. Which turns Ben
1: back to normal but then accelerates Doom's condition, which makes most of his body metal. Yes, at this point, his entire arm and, like, half of his chest, I think, is metal. And it's starting to show in his other hand as well. You can't really see his legs because he's wearing pants, but, like, it's obvious that it's starting to affect him. Okay. Um,
0: Victor knocks Ben unconscious, because he's now just Ben Grimm now. Yeah, he
1: just, like, smacks him on the head. (laughs) Knocks him out. Huh. And kidnaps Reed. Yeah. Oh, I I forgot to mention this. Earlier, Ben... Not Ben. Victor goes to a... Decides to get his revenge. Ben goes... Like, to get his revenge, he's going to take out the Fantastic Four one at a time. Decides, I need to get rid of the thing. I need to blow up Human Torch. And I need to stop Reed somehow. Finds a heat-seeking missile (laughs) for the Human Torch. He gets a heat-seeking missile... He gets liquid nitrogen <laughs> for Reed. Oh, to, like, freeze Yes, and just comes to the conclusion he needs to get rid of Ben completely. Oh. He never says what he's going to do to Susan, but I'm assuming he's going to, like, shoot her or something.
0: Right, because, you know, she's invisible, but, yeah. I, well, force field's notwithstanding. Huh. So, Victor, now fully calling himself Doom at this point. Don's a metal mask to hide his physical deformities and tortures Reed using a super
1: cooling unit. Yes, he freezes him with the liquid nitrogen and then picks up his finger and is like, "What happens when rubber is frozen?" Picks up Reed's finger and starts like bending it backwards, like no, right, like right. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Reed just starts groaning. <laughs> like there's no response. He just goes, Rrr. "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> and and then there's like this bright light that happens. A bright light. Huh. So. No. There's not a bright light. You can see it in the background there's a bright light that happens. Oh. From the machine.
0: Interesting. So, Vic, and with with Doom's mask at this point, I'm assuming it looks like the yes. comics. Okay.
1: So. Go, and he's wearing like a cloak and everything oh, too. Oh, so
0: it's like full authenticity at this yes. point. Yes. Okay. So Doom fires a heat-seeking missile at the Baxter building to kill Johnny and Johnny flies through the sitting to evade it, lighting a garbage barge on fire to trick it.
1: Yes, he figured out that if he throws fire at it, it's gonna, the missile will follow the heat that he throws. And so he throws it on a garbage barge, blows up the garbage barge with this missile, and then goes flying into the water. Huh. Susan, and I think he's, yeah. like, in the Hudson, too. Oh, so flung. this is the middle of New York City. He just flung into the Hudson.
0: Huh. So... Susan rushes to confront Doom as Ben begins to regret his decision to turn normal. Yeah, he, he fully gets back in that machine and turns himself into the thing again. Huh. So Susan frees Reed and battles Doom, but it's outmatched. Ben arrives to save her, transformed into the thing again by reusing the machine.
1: Yes, he busts through the wall and goes, hey, Vic, it's clobbering time, there it and is. socks him in the face. There it is. There it is, clobbering time. That's that's a one line. I was hoping they had that one. Yeah, they did. Good. And Johnny says, flame on, when he gets the fire. Like, when he finally learns to fly, he says, flame on, and just... Poof. Okay. See, see, they had to do at least some things. So, the
0: battle spills into the streets, and the four assemble to battle Doom. Yep. Johnny and Susan combine their powers to wrap Doom in an inferno of intense heat, and Ben and Reed douse it with cold water,
1: inducing thermal shock and freezing Doom in place. Yeah. So, this was funny. Reed looks at... Reed looks at Johnny, goes, go supernova. And Reed is like, and not Reed, but Johnny's like, we decided that was a bad idea. And he's like, yeah, do it. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> just just do it. And then Susan, he's like, Susan, can you contain it? After the fact, he's already told Johnny to go supernova. And it's like, Johnny's like spiring around him like a tornado, doom out of a tornado at this right. point. Susan contains it. And he goes, hey, Victor, chem 101, here's your lesson. What happens when you super cool a metal? Yeah. 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 After Johnny and Susan have both stopped and he's just like standing there like smoking hot. Vic is just standing there like smoking hot. Right. He goes, what happens? And Ben just kicks this fire extinguisher's lid off, puts his foot down, like, you know how, like, sprays it in Reed's direction. Reed turns himself into like a spring, like a hose, and blasts Victor with it.
0: And so that super cools him. That induces thermal shock, and he's just stuck. He's stuck there. So, wow. And that's, and I'm assuming they did, that's, you know, that's the the classic, you know, superhero victory. Yeah. Okay. So as an epilogue, Ben informs Reed he's accepted his condition with the help of Alicia Masters, that's a blind artist for whom he developed feelings. And the team decided to embrace their roles as superheroes and unite officially as the Fantastic Four. Reed proposes to Susan, who accepts and they share a kiss. Yeah. So, I'm assuming there's been at least some undercurrent of, like, maybe this could happen again. Yeah, they just spend a lot of time together. Oh, it's okay. I got you. Meanwhile, Doom's statuesque remains are being transported back to his homeland of Latveria, which is,
1: I'm assuming this is the first time we actually see it. You don't even see it. You don't he's, even see he's it? He's just on a boat. Oh. He's when in, like, a shipping container among multiple shipping containers on a boat. <laughs> that just says Latveria. <laughs> wow. When the Dockmaster's
0: electronic manifest briefly experiences electronic interference. Yes. And I'm
1: assuming that's like a, he looks down, the meter beeps. No. Black. No. The thing, like, statics out. He's like, why won't this thing work? The assistant guy from earlier signs it, signs the shipping order. <laughs> oh. And then it just pans out to him on this boat of to Latveria. And then the movie just. And it's, and it's just stopped from there. Yeah. Huh.
0: So does it accomplish its goal? Do you think of, you know, introducing the Fantastic Four, Victor Von Doom, you know, the whole idea of the Marvel superheroes? Because by this point, the X Men have already happened.
1: As has Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Right, but Two having those
0: have. having like the first big like f- team up in New York. Because no, we don't see the Avengers yet. Like this is kind of the first big team. Yeah. Save for the X-Men, who are still kind of, you know, questionable in where they are. So. Yeah, I'd say it accomplishes the goal. Not not well, but it does what it has to. So, obviously, I didn't see this. Let's talk cinematography for a second. When you watched this, was it
1: visually striking at all? I'm assuming it reeked of 2005. It did. Uh... There were a couple where I was like, this is nice. Like, the shot, like I mentioned earlier, of them getting their powers in the first place, getting blasted with the rays. There is a cool shot at the end of Johnny where he flew up into the sky and wrote the four in the sky, like their four that they have. Right. It looks cool there. Mm. That looks cool. But those were the only two that I was like, those are cool shots. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Dang. Um.
0: When you're looking at this in the grand scheme of... Marvel properties turned into movies. This leaves almost no impact. Literally none. They I mean they're rebooting the whole thing in 2023. Yeah. And I mean they rebooted again in 2015. Right. And like with that it's like I I I know that it happened. I know, you know, that like it was Michael B Jordan was Johnny Storm and like I think Miles Teller yeah. was uh was Reed Richards. Yeah. I legitimately can't tell you anyone
1: else in that movie. Yeah, there's nothing real, there's and I'm really
0: sure as un- as I'm going to take your word for it. As unremarkable as this movie might be in the grand scheme, that that reboot
1: was even worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. However, I will say that that one got the proportions of the thing right. Does the thing is the thing not like giant in this one? No, the thing is like six foot, maybe. You're kidding. Yeah, and the rest, like, they didn't CGI Michael Chiklis. This is makeup that they put on him. Oh, he— It's a practical effect. Oh, it's a practical effect. It's a practical effect they put on him. Hmm. And so they walk away, and so, like, he's the same height as he was before, but in 2015, they CGI'd it. He looks like a pile of rocks, but he's standing pretty clearly high up above everybody else in height. Oh, okay. So, overall verdict.
0: Is this movie worth even going back to watch
1: retrospectively? I'd say if you have Disney+, Plus, you should watch it. Not because of how good it is, just because there's not a lot of Fantastic Four movies out there. And if you're wanting to get ready for the 2023 reboot, then I would watch it. But if you're watching it just because you want to watch it, don't waste your time. It's an hour 45 minutes. 15 minutes is spent getting their powers, hour and a half is spent them like dealing with it. So
0: if in just my in my uninformed now recently enlightened opinion, I mean even just reading it, it's like I can see it. I can see what the directors had intended. I can see they kind of wanted this bold new direction. But they didn't want they didn't want to be too far away, and in the end, it just seems kind of directionless. Like they approach this idea of the Fantastic Four, like not really becoming a team until they have to fight Doom. Yeah, and it's like not like right at the outset of their powers in the comics, and we'll keep going. And we'll keep going back to the comics because what else is there to reference, like. From the moment they get their powers, the idea is that they had that they're a team. Yes, and then this is just Reed and Susan exasperatingly trying to figure it out while Ben sulks in a corner or a Brooklyn Bridge, and Johnny Johnny Storm is in the X Games. Yes, that is exactly what this is. Like you have you have to wonder if they saw what happened with spider-man and kind of just like having most of the origin there but but playing with it and decided they wanted to go to like turn it to 11 with that
1: yeah like i think i think what spider-man did well and yeah i think spider-man did that really well the gripe that i have in common with both spider-man and this is that victor both victor von doom and fantastic four and green goblin are long lasting threats Throughout the comics, they very rarely die, and if they do, they're brought back very quickly. Right, they're like an uh, opposing force to Spider-Man, to the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man respectively.
0: Right, like they're the villains. Like you think yeah. Fantastic Four, who's the biggest villain? It's not like, it's not, it's not Galactus. Galactus is like number two. Yeah, because you're because it's Doom. It's Von Doom. It's yeah. always been Von Doom. And there's a mutual respect there between the, exactly the four of them and him. Right, but. With this, it's just—it seems like he's just a villain of the day. Because in the second movie, in the second movie, like what you said, it was the Silver Surfer. It does he even
1: show up? He does. Really? He does show up, but he takes the Silver Surfer's board and gets his powers. And then after they beat him, Galactus shows up. Galactus.
0: So he's not even the main villain in his own movie. No. It's it's all misguided, I think is the thing.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, in conclusion, the Fantastic Four is a movie where everything could have gone right. It could have been the the guiding force for for the proto MCU for years to come, and instead it just kind of feels like a like a B movie. Yeah. So. With that being said, I think that's a good place to stop. My name is John Sansoni.
1: I'm Jackson McKee. And from who
0: wrote this, thank you. We'll see you next time.